Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Uh, It's been quite a busy week, hopping all over the place. Mm, We have just been hopping along that trail to the... I can't go any further with this. But yeah, it's been a hopping time over here, um, and we are going to discuss, you know, a little rabbit uh, that has come to us and, and discussed a few things. Um, ears. Quite a few little rabbits that have come to us. Yeah, it's almost like they've infested the Hall of Heroes, and um, we got to call some exterminators. No, 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 that's that's terrible. That went dark really quick, didn't it? <laughs> you know, when, yeah. Yeah, when... Uh, a little iffy on multiple counts. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, and this is kind of related, but uh, I was watching, so Caden's been reading these Winnie the Pooh books, and there was that Christopher Robin movie that Disney put yes. out, and I thought, oh, he likes Winnie the Pooh, I might watch this. I didn't see any of the trailers. It starts off well enough, like, oh, Christopher Robin, he's young, and all the animals, they're live action, Caden was digging it, and then it, like, starts to fast forward, and, like, Christopher Robin fights in, like, World War Two, and I'm like, I don't think this is a kid's movie. You know, it was, uh, it was fighting uh, Nazis. I, I knew it was about um, Winnie the Pooh and company mm-hmm. finding Christopher Robin as an adult or something, but in realize, yeah, it goes into World Wars and all that. Yeah, he, he, he fights in, in, I guess, in World War II very briefly, and the funny thing is that the real Christopher Robin also fought in, real, uh, in World War II, so I, d- I did a, a Wikipedia dive. Anyways, that has nothing to do with Fire Emblem Heroes, but it was like one of those instances where i guess i'm just having a day where i'm misunderstanding how dark uh some things are that i'm i'm experiencing or saying but um let's let's move into the banners here and talk about all the 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 hoppy goodness because we've got not one not two but three banners featuring you know uh bunny characters so we've got uh well a non a couple non ones we got new power going until the 24th beyond darkness going to the 10th of april Regal Rabbits going to the 19th. Hairs at the Fair going until the 21st of... These are all... Sorry, these are of April. And Spring Festival uh, going to the 22nd of April. I guess as much since it's the 23rd, so if it was going until four days ago, that'd be an issue. Well, you know what? With my track record, I don't think the listeners would put it past me that I could go back in time. See how I turned that one around? Um, Eddie, I want to start with how uh, how you've been doing, because you're, you're kind of a collector. We've had some new heroes appear this week. How did you do? Uh, well, it's being a seasonal banner, of course, I did dive in. Um, you know, I did manage to get all four. Uh, I think I got a Pala first, then had Lucina jump in and get in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then managed to get um, uh, pretty quickly after each other, I believe it was, uh, both Veronica and Bruno, uh, the emblems, showed up. Uh, then had Nephany and Tana get in the way while I was hunting for Marissa. Although I think Mar- uh, Marissa might have popped up with Tana, but can't can't remember for sure. But I did get all four, as usual with me in season uh, seasonal banners. Yeah, you know I'm kind of coming around on. So this is the game we talk about this. This is the second year we've been doing this show, and the third year this game's in existence. And I think I've come to the conclusion that there are not many more normal hero banners new hero banners that i am going to be stoked about i think all the heroes that are in the game 
are the ones I know and love and 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 want to add to my roster as a as the type of collector I am. And the alts is really where I shine in this game, where I'm digging for orbs, where I'm stashing orbs, and they they suddenly disappear. Mm-hmm. So. Not to say the bunny banner is kind of like the one I look forward to across the entire uh, year, but it, it's, you know, it's not a bad one. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I've just kind of thought maybe until Three Houses comes out, I, I don't think there's going to be a new Heroes banner that kind of, you know, I steals mean, all my orbs. There are certain aspects of the bunny banner that, you know, normal straight males might find interesting. But yeah. We'll discuss that later. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get to that. This game has some interesting ideas, uh, and not 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 necessarily the heroes on the banner uh, cause issue, but um, there are there is a new hero that that would make you uh, mm. think twice about playing the game on in a in a public area. Maybe I don't know. Just throwing if it out. If you compare the original art for some of these characters to the bunny art, you might not fully agree with that statement necessarily hmm we'll we'll certainly talk about it but uh in terms of the characters that i got this week like i said i think the special heroes are starting to to kind of bring me back in in terms of orb summoning and um and you know not that i disagree i not that i disagree with you i i think i summoned on this banner more than i have in the last couple months but um i did get a spring veronica pretty early on while uh completing a ring and then i got because i would i I had Dream Corrin, male Corrin, pop up again. And I, uh, for those who remember, I got him a couple of weeks ago on the... Or actually, probably... Was it last last month? Legendary Roy, maybe, in his banner? I can't yeah, remember. I think so. But, yeah, but according to your uh, notes, it, he was in the same ring as Veronica, so... Yeah, so... You know, even though it's a repeat, it's still, you know... It's a new year. Using up that pity break. Exactly. Or exactly. pity rate. So it wasn't all bad on that one, and then I used my free summoning tickets. I was kind of hoping for a Dune. I think out of the Beyond Darkness banner, the only one that kind of popped out at me as interesting was was a Dune, just in terms of her unique look yep. and whatnot. Um, but uh, alas, that did not happen. I did get another Libra five star, so I guess add him to the pile. I'm not sure why he keeps <laughs> popping up, but um, this is the yeah, second those, or third those time. Those are some of the more annoying five stars to get because... He also drops his four star, so it's like I don't need him. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple lying around. Uh, honestly, at least it was a free summon ticket, though. So yeah, I I was kind of throwing orbs at reds here and there, like not not nothing crazy, but um, enough that I was spending some orbs. Yeah. Although he's not a red, so I think that was one of those ones where I just there was no red orb, so I had. I think he's a green. I think. Yep, he's a green. Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, I went back into the spring banner as the tempest trial started this today. So I had some extra orbs pop in, and I got Paula or Pal Paula. What do we did we ever decide? Pala, Paula. I guess yeah, because it's not yeah Pala. So I got Pala, and I think at that point I'm kind of gonna hold off on the spring banner until we know our mythic hero, just to kind of see Makes what sense. that banner looks like. Because I'm currently sitting at. I think maybe 30 orbs based on, you know, saving up from the Tempest Trial. But, uh, yeah, no, a pretty successful week across the board in terms of our summons. Some some new heroes yep. uh, for both of us. Um, speaking of Tempest Trials, have you done a, a, any sort of time in there this, uh, just uh, today? I launched this, yeah, I launched this morning, and I didn't get, get into it yet. Uh, I probably will hop in some point before I go to bed and 
probably try and get in before the reset to get the daily is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I went in and did it, and I am happy to say that Tempest Trials has not been neutered in terms of its orb payout. Um, you are getting the standard orb payout. From what I can tell, you know, it, it starts with three orbs every couple of ranges. Then then all, or then or maybe it's two. Either way, it seemed pretty standard affair in terms of the orbs it was pumping out. Yeah. Um, so that's a good that's a good bonus, and it's a you know I was able to level up both um, Loki, uh, spring both my spring Veronica and spring Paula, Paula, and as well as a dream my dream corn female dream corn from from previous banners. I still had them sitting around at level one, so kind of just working my way through that. But uh, have completely ignored the tap battle that was just a rehash. I, I can't. Oh yeah, that's going on. I should probably hop in and finish that up before get the rest of the um, quests done before those end. Yeah, I think it's just accessories. Eh? Yeah, would we have had those accessories it's already? Repeatable accessories. Um, yeah, it's repeated accessories. So I guess it's not a big deal if I don't get some feathers. Yep. I think like three hundred feathers for a repeat accessory. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Um, but yeah, all in all, a, a pretty successful week, and I think the the next week is shaping up to be quite interesting. But um, what's currently going on in the game that people have to look forward to? Uh, right now we have, um, as usual, a new arena season, new blessed garden season, new tactics drill, uh, new rival domains, and new season of ether raids. Uh, and those might be shifting a little things to the new banner, although who knows how much. Uh, we also have the Bound Hero Battle Revival of Ishtar and Reinhardt going on until the 26th. We have movement twice, movement type quests going on until the 30th. Uh, that Tempest Trials we were discussing is uh, going on until the 2nd of April. And the uh, Tap Battle Repeat that we were also discussing is going on until the 4th of April. Mm-hmm. And as for events starting by our next episode, March 30th, you've got Heroes with Bond Skills Banner starting on the 24th, a Bound Hero Battle and Banner for Bartray and Fur starting on the 26th, and then you've got a Voting Gauntlet Banners probably, plus the login bonus. They don't actually put the banners on the calendar, so we just kind of have to assume. And those I mean, are There are... Uh, where was it? Uh, I believe there are two summoning focuses that they don't know what they're for hmm. uh, i think it was um i think it's at six new summoning focuses and uh the spring Fe- festival and here's the fair yeah they're speculating at least one of them is for the voting gauntlet this is a data mine you're talking about yeah the oh. data mining has expects the heroes with bond skills in the Barter and Furs battle that are coming up to both have summoning focuses, and it leaves one uh, summoning focus for the voting gauntlet. Okay, so maybe uh, we were kind of thinking, oh, well, if we were thinking it was going to be spring, they already have all three of those banners up, so maybe yep. it's something I else. I mean, and last year was spring, and th- if they did another spring one, it'd be hard to s- be sure which ones they'd include, because they now have 12 instead of 8. Mm-hmm. Yep, year three. Interesting problems all around. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that on the 28th. You'll have a probably a voting gauntlet banner and a login bonus on the 28th. And then plus Mythic Heroes and a Mythic Hero battle 
on March 29th. So lots of fun stuff rounding out the rest of March for Fire Emblem Heroes. But as for what is new this week, we've got our Regal Rabbits, the newest spring banner to hit Fire Emblem Heroes. And we start things off with Pala, Eldest Bun Bun. That's what it says here. I am not questioning because I copied and pasted it from Serene's Forest. Uh, (laughs) Bun Bun. All right, following her little sister's example, though surprisingly it was not the youngest of the family setting the example, we get the eldest, as her title states, of the White Wing trio from the three, first three Fire Emblem games joining us in a rabbit costume. Unlike Katria, Pala remains where she is familiar and is a red flying dagger unit with her weapon, the Pegasus Carrot Plus, which is effective against armored foes and neutralizes status effects as well as disabling skills that prevent doubling if she has weapon triangle advantage on top of the usual dagger debuff after combat. She has a an Aether Raid-specific new skill with Disarm Trap, which at Tier 3 cancels trap effects if she lands on them. She also comes with Draconic Aura, Swift Sparrow, and Hone Flyers. So, we both got this character, Pala, Eldest Bun Bun. Yep. Um... You know, we were talking pre-show, we talked a bit about it in the show, about the art of, of these characters, and I think um, I think her art's alright. It's not too bad. Her her art's alright, but if you take a look at her original unit's art, mm-hmm. her chest, for lack of a better way to phrase it, is very well defined in her bunny outfit. Whereas oh. it looks more logical in, you know, proper armor that she's wearing. You know, also why are her... essentially looking at her original art? Hmm. Uh, she's a cup size or two larger than I expected in her bunny outfit. Right. Okay, I see the problem. Yeah. Um, or at least you know the the what they've done with the art. Um, no, but I mean you know, yeah, that is unfortunate that these games seem to to do that to characters that we know and love. Um, but in terms of a bunny I'm outfit... I'm not saying it's necessarily the wrong cup size, per se, or whatever. It's hard to really talk about this as a pair of guys. But, as we've mentioned many times, but, you know, it just stood out to me on her and Marissa. Yeah, Mar- like, I don't really know much about Marissa or Paula, for I, that matter. I don't you... either, and I'm just basing it off of their other units that we've seen. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we can. I think it's safe to. I think it's safe to say that for some reason, with these special heroes, like, like here's the thing: we talked about this last week with the interview, where we talked about how the developers were dancing around the answers by not saying, come outright saying, we do it because it makes money, but we know why they do it. Like they do it because it makes money. Um, on this show, we talk about who we summon for, and you know, it has nothing to do with that. But there are people do summon on that on that note you know they want to get these special heroes for i mean you don't even see that art if you have those animations turned off right um but it's if you have the animations turned off you would not see the art yeah but i think it's worth noting like it's weird that they change these these characters you know in that way and it's kind of it's definitely exploitative in in the sense that i mean it, it, it is what it is right yeah, and I guess I'm actually, once again, looking at both the art sets again, and I can't say that they're nef- des- definitely different sizes. They're just far more defined in these arts. Oh, well, you know? I mean, that's just the outfit she's wearing, right? I, I think, 
Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. I've never really gone to an Easter party where people dress up like that, but I mean we all know kind of what they might be referencing in terms of the bunny outfits. Um which I've, has nothing I've to do with spring. I've never known anyone to dress up in bunny outfits for Easter, so No, but <laughs> this is probably more in reference to the um the half rabbits are the yeah, rabbits for some reason are the primary imagery around Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they I poop chocolate, probably, as I've discussed with uh, my and, son, and apparently eggs. But yeah, chocolate eggs. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting phenomenon. I mean, like, well, I think for the foreseeable future, this game is going to continue doing this. I don't think we should act. We're not certainly not acting shocked that this is this is happening. But I think it, it warrants being discussed because I think it's important for us to point at you know. They're not even. These two aren't even the worst offenders in this banner, and we'll get to that in a little bit. I think. Um, well, not the banner per se, but no, in this event, I guess. But uh, why don't you tell us about Marissa, and, and we'll chat about her next. Yes, uh, Marissa from Sacred Stones. We have the Crimson Flash. Marissa joining us is the Blue Flying Lance unit. You know, the Crimson part of the Crimson Flash is more to do with her hair color, I believe, not her weapon color. Hmm. Uh, she is wielding the Flashing Carrot Plus which grants plus two to all stats during combat if she starts the combat at full health. Uh, she does have a new link skill with speed defense link. Uh, those are the ones where if you use a, a movement type uh, assist skill, if either she uses it or someone else uses one on her, it grants a boost to speed and defense on this version. Uh, she does come with reposition to activate her link skill as well as flyer guidance. Mm-hmm. And you, you uh, yeah. So where now? Which game is Marissa from? Remind me. Is she uh. Um, oh, well, as I stated at the start of the description, she is from Sacred Stones. Oh yeah, sorry. I was looking at uh, it in game, and I'm like, I was trying to find it, and I could have just paid attention. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I should have been paying attention. Um, so Sacred Stones, and also that I would know that if uh, if when or uh, when we play Sacred Stones at some point in the near future. Um, sorry, Sacred Stones. No, I'll, I'll admit, like you, I didn't know which game she was from until I, you know, until I was reading through the actual descriptions and stuff that does state up right there state she is from Sacred Stone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because I haven't gotten far enough in Sacred Stones, I don't have a ton of knowledge of her. Yeah. I, I think she she looks uh out of out of all of them to me she looks the coolest I think in terms of the way she's set up uh I don't have her so I can't look at her full I haven't seen her full art but I think in terms of the banner if you look at the banner I think she does look the coolest out of all of them um cuz Bruno kind of looks a little weird to me <laughs> I don't know I just can't place it but he he has the he has the um the the feel of uh what's it alphonse from last year you know where he's kind of just like he's got this really skin tight thing on and he looks really out of place i don't know this whole thing is is out of place when you really when when you think too much about it but marissa certainly seems really cool now is her is her kit kind of like something that you know stands out to you like or or is it kind of standard affair uh, her kit, I mean, if this was a banner that got demotions, I think she would be most likely to be demoted. Mm-hmm. Um, the new link, link skills are nice, but 
you know, that does mean you have one unit that's not attacking that round. Because they're, you know, using a Lynx uh, positioning skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you have uh, Legendary Lucina, she can use her skill and activate a Lynx skill and still get an attack in. Yeah, and then go again. Yep. Okay. Uh, Flyer Guidance is somewhat useful, and she might be um, wanted to fodder that off. I don't. I didn't double check her stats to see how good she is on her own. I think Mercer was originally more of a is kind of a speed unit, hence the flash in her crimson flash. Mm-hmm. And know. and Marissa was originally in Fire Emblem Heroes. She was a Tempest Trials unit, correct? Uh, yes, I mm-hmm. believe she was a Tempest Trial unit. So last if you year. if you don't get Marissa um, out of this banner, you can just pretend to get her by going to and spending some Grails on her. If uh, if you really do want a Sacred Stones, Marissa. Um, next we have Bruno, which is the masked hair, the only male unit in this event. Uh, not to be outdone by the Askrins last year, the Emblins join in on the bunny costume trend with Bruno, or Zacharias, who, despite joining in on the festivities, he resolutely is determined to stay on the ground and shows up as a colorless cavalry healer. His weapon, the Avoid Staff Plus, automatically restores 7 health to him and adjacent allies at the start of the turn. He has a new skill, which is the second version of the Push series, this one being Attack Slash Defense, which in case you don't remember, gives Attack Slash Defense plus 5 at the start of combat if he is full health, but deals 1 damage to him if he is attacked. He also comes with Martyr. If he attacked. Oh, if he attacked. Sorry, so you, if you use him, he has to be healed. Uh, to, Essentially, it's a way to guarantee, you know, it gives you a nice big boot buff at the start of combat, but you can't use it multiple times under normal circumstances because you'll take a damage and no longer be at full health. Mm-hmm. However, his staff does actually resolve that as long as he can heal up the rest of his damage if he takes any damage from retaliation. Oh, okay. That's interesting. No, that's really good. And um, it makes him in, uh, an interesting person to play. Like, is he strong? Like, would you even want him attacking? I don't usually have my healers attacking. Well, I just... Uh, if I did interrupt before you mentioned, but he does also come with Martyr as mm. his healing skill, which is the one that um, it heals more, depending on how much damage he has, uh, but heals him for half his damage. Miracle, uh, which is the special skill that Allows him to survive at one health if he's above one health when he gets attacked. And Dazzling Staff, which prevents counterattacks. So, if he is an attacker, he is going to prevent counterattacks. If it's a normal healing staff, it should have the um, refinement of uh, allowing him to attack as if he had calculated as a normal weapon. So, he might actually be a decent healer, because... His staff heals him back up to full. He doesn't get counterattacked, mm-hmm. and you, uh, if you refine it properly, he hits full strength. But I don't know what his attack is like. Once again, I didn't check their stats. He, um, it's interesting. He seems like he's got a, a balanced kit, and then it's like a risk rewards type thing. Because like if you're using him for healing, he's well equipped to do that. You can just keep him in the back, and he's basically a battery that. You know, pumps out seven he, health to everybody. He automatically heals automat at the start of every turn. He heals some. 
And then, yeah, add in his healing skills. He's pretty decent as a healer. Mm -hmm. um, and with his dazzling staff right there in the attack defense plus five, that's kind of useful. He he seems like Although he would defense make... is kind of worthless skill for him right there. Yeah, but I think he would make a really good healer for Tempest Trials, you know, keeping him around long where he's... Yep. he's When he's low on health, his kit is, is made so he, he builds back up. And once he's back to high health, he's now restoring people on a regenerating basis. So I, I think that's quite interesting. That's a really interesting kit for, for him. And this is our first version of Bruno that we actually get. And yes. um, actually, all three of these next heroes we're talking about, Bruno, Veronica, and Loki, these are the... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm, I'm not as attentive to, to sort of what's going on in-game in as you are, but in the story, the paralogue, this is basically suggesting that Bruno, Veronica, and Loki are are, are current in-game versions. These are them in costume, not like last year with um, Sharina and Alphonse, other uh, dimensions. You know, th these are our Bruno, Veronica, and Loki. Am I correct in that? I'll admit I have not done the paralogue, so I don't know about that. Oh, okay. Well, the paralogue basically starts with the fact that Loki comes in and talks to Veronica about joining the the, um, the festival, and Veronica says, no, that's stupid. And then Loki says, well, Bruno's going to be there because I sent him on a task for a clue or something. So it sounds like this is this is the three of them kind of are in-game Veronica, so we're getting the alt versions. Tempest, the Tempest Trial intro suggests not. Oh? I didn't really get that though. The paralogue's pretty strong. The, yeah, I mean I have like I said, I haven't done the paralogue, so I haven't seen that side of it. But the Tempest Trial intro shows Veronica talking about killing Asker, killing Asker in Bruno and company seeming thinking that seems strange for her to do hmm. to be talking about. Which, for our Veronica, no, it's not that strange. That's what she's been trying to do since the start of the game. And her current, you know, even after rescuing her, you know, as it showed at the beginning of uh, Book 3, while she might not be as active at trying to kill Asker, she is more than, you know, determined to let Asker get destroyed. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe the Tempest Trials has evidence on the other end but you know when you when you do have a chance um and and certainly in the discord we can chat about it after the show once you've had a chance to check it out once people have had a chance to listen to the show yeah. um but yeah no i really like bruno's kit it sounds really cool i'm actually kind of tempted to to pull for him he sounds like a really strong healer that great for tempest trials but um tell me about veronica well uh joining her brother in costume is veronica from embla as a flying green mage unit her weapon, Vetterfolnir's Egg, grants speed plus three and plus four all to stat to all stats during combat if she is above seventy five percent health at the start of combat. Uh, she also has a new dual skill. This one, as obvious from her unit type, is for green flying units, mm -hmm. as well as glimmer and chill resistance or chill res. Mm. Now so. I I take it back what I said earlier. Uh, I don't really like Veronica as a character. I just don't really like her. Um, mm -hmm. She's kind of a snotty little kid, 
she wants to kill everybody yeah not I great was, categories you know for for ryan likes yeah that i hero. was yeah in my description i was um tempted to type in something like everyone's favorite spoiled brat <laughs> well very or something accurate. like that which it's like okay people don't want to play with you because you're kind of being a spoiled brat and well you know and in the paralogue she is straight up mm. she's still a spoiled brat you level her, level her up she's a spoiled brat you give her an upgrade yeah spoiled brat um but i mean you feel some sympathy because she feels lonely but her way of resolving that loneliness does not really yeah. en- enhance the sympathy you want to feel for her i mean yeah uh, but what i was gonna say is like I-, I actually changed my mind and i think her art is the coolest she's got the long ears okay. Yeah, she's got really long years. Really long years. She's got a crown. She looks like Veronica. She's dressed appropriately, which is you know always always a bonus. And her sort of like giant egg and in, in a chalice is kind of neat too. And she, yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of thinking her art is is the most is is the coolest out of all of them here in terms of um, just so usability. This is a question to the side of things. Mm-hmm. Um. Are her and her are are her and Bruno's parents alive or dead in the game? Uh, I don't know. Because I mean, it seems like Veronica's the ruler of Embla, but Bruno's the older sibling, which is the odd thing. You know, why is she the ruler when Bruno's older? Well, is there something about? Didn't he go crazy and he left, and that's why he's not the king? Well, he he left uh, the order of heroes. Because the demon dragon blood in them that he says is why Veronica is such a spoiled brat. Well, they must be alive her... she's just a princess. Right? That's what my... That's your question, basically. Yeah, that's, that's the whole I mean, conundrum. They label her as a princess, but she seems to control, you know, forming the contracts... Uh, deciding who to invade and, you know, all that stuff for Embla. Hmm. That's why the question came up. Because, I well, mean, one, logically, Bruno being the older sibling should be the ruler unless the country requires a queen. I mean, we've never gone to Embla. And we True. didn't see Asker's uh, king and queen until the third book. So maybe, maybe em- you know, the Emblin parents, you know, the royal... Uh, the royal parents are still alive they just haven't had a reason i mean logic would dictate i think they are they are alive but they're playing a very a very shockingly small role in their in their um very angry siblings or children rather it's very Mm -hmm. bad parenting to let your kids go on murder sprees um and you know what you know the signs of uh of there's there's signs there that maybe they should step in and and you know maybe calm Veronica down and be like maybe we don't talk about killing all all people of a of a specific country. Not a great thing to say out loud. Hanging around with Loki, that's a you know red flag. Don't hang around with bad people, um, especially people named Loki. It's kind of the <laughs> you know uh, reason number one to step in and be like you need better friends. Um, so where do we yep. where do we stop? I, I guess. Yeah, I was. I, I... While you were talking, I was looking it up, and it mm. does indicate that she is the current Empress of Embla. Oh, Empress. Yeah. Hmm. 
So maybe her parents are, maybe there's some throwaway line that we're missing and someone will chuck it yep. in the Discord and, and let us know. But um, I do like her art. I do think she's, uh, I don't know if her kit's that great, but I've been using her in, in Tempest Trials and not really much to, to, to squawk about. But let's talk about Loki, Spring Trickster. I'm going to go through the description and then we'll obviously talk about her art and uh and then we'll move on uh loki spring trickster loki not to miss out on the chaos of dressing and costumes joins from the tempest trial as a colorless flying archer her weapon beguiling bow plus has the same effect as marissa's lance plus the usual archer buff against flying foes she also comes with luna flyer formation and goad flyers okay um i'm gonna go i'll just say this her art is probably the most provocative uh in the entire game and that's saying something because the original loki was also quite something to behold and um, yeah i'm which is slightly my confusion because i'm looking at the original loki and i'm looking at the uh, art that i can look at via the tempest trials page mm -hmm. and yeah it doesn't seem that much it doesn't seem worse or maybe not even as bad as the original loki i mean I think the worst part for it is that she is essentially wearing lingerie. And I don't have the original Loki in front of me, but the biggest thing is that I think that is weird that it didn't... I'm not saying the game should be censored. I'm just saying that, you know, um, the lower piece of her outfit, that's probably the most revealing we've had in 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 the entire game. Because she doesn't have stockings on, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah, I it's guess, a bit much. Yeah, I guess the big difference between her and the other rabbits is that she doesn't have stockings all the way up to the actual swimsuit mm -hmm. that they're wearing as i don't know if you can pull outfits. up her her damage art as well but like it, it's just I mean, one of yeah, those things I'll, i'm gonna say look looking at the actual outfit the only difference between her and the other rabbits oh wrong button sorry mm. sorry it jumped to something different while I was trying to look at it. <laughs> if it's if you're on fire on the game press or whatever, the, 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 one wrong yeah. move can send you in a direction you do not want to head. It, like send me to the actual imager page, and it's like I don't want to look at the imager page. Mm. I, uh, what what about it? The the damage art the, for the yeah. new Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, that like that's pretty, that's pretty, that's a lot right there. That's a lot to take in. Um. <laughs> Don't you agree? Like that's pretty. That's that's got to be the most provocative this game has been, and and Fire Emblem mm -hmm. Heroes is, it's not one to shy away. But like the Fire Emblem franchise is known for, it's had some pretty serious censorship issues in the past. You know, coming from Japan over to North America, and it's just kind of funny to see that maybe I guess Intelligent Systems and Nintendo are, or I'm not saying it needs to be censored. I'm just saying that, it it seems like they're comfortable with this now over here in the West, it, like. I that's like because they would have censored that in, in Awakening. Yeah, they censored stuff like that in Awakening. So, and it was completely illogical in Awakening. It's like really that's what you're trying to censor away on Thurja? That's nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting it that is... that she's also the free unit too, right? Uh, this yeah. is now the second free unit that we've gotten that is known for being kind of the fan you know the the fan not the fan favorite but the fan service i guess is what they would call it um mm -hmm. i think it's good that she's free 
I, I'm glad that she's in the Tempest Trials. I think that's it, it's better that she's there and not on the banner. Um, she, I've been using her in the Tempest Trials. She's freaking strong as a flying archer unit. She's able to tear up. She was 40 in no time uh, as I was leveling her. So, so I would like to point mm-hmm. as a side, uh, not necessarily that the Loki's kind of risque. Uh, Summer Noir is a as bad or worse. Oh yeah, you're right. Summer Noir it is was a bikini, pretty... so she has far less clothing to begin with. No stockings like the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of her pictures are on her side, so you don't actually necessarily see the center as much. You can sort of see in her passive standing. Yeah. Uh, and her damage art is There's quite, not... quite risque too, because yeah. you know you got you had her illogical boob window mm-hmm. that is ripped up, ripped in half now, ripped gone. So, well, here here's the thing: like I I'm not against the game having risque art. I believe like that that's what these gotcha games do. They bring in the seasonal units. They try to spice things up. I get it. Uh, this is year three. They gotta they gotta t- you know push the boundaries i just think it's important to talk about it and not just you know leave it aside oh, yeah and i'm not yelling at you for <clears throat> talking about it no I just i just want to say that i like, guess there's a I reason guess it does show how much of a difference these stockings make oh it makes a huge difference and and i think um i think the last thing we can say on it, it, it the other thing too is that like all these units and that's why i'm glad she's she's a free unit because she's free you can get her you can choose to use her you can choose to leave her in your inventory to just sit there like all of these heroes we're discussing that that you can get in this game you don't have to use them but when they're on the banner you can ac- you can accidentally summon them or you can you know summon them if they share a color by accident so she is free user if you like if you're uncomfortable with you know her art not i'm not uncomfortable with it i've been using her and, and she's a very strong unit um i feel like i'm spiraling here but i i think it's important to talk about the way some of these look, uh, some of the, the, these characters look. But you're right. I forgot about Summer yeah. Noir. She was, uh, I remember having that conversation with you on the show, and we were kind of having the same conversation where it's like, uh, she's not wearing also, a lot of clothes. Also, Aversa is pretty close to um, her in terms of limited outfit. Yeah, if they did a... if they did a More, more uh, outfit than Summer Noir, but li- very limited outfit. If they did a special hero for Aversa, watch out. I think you might have a, a Loki contender. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's that's going to do it for the Regal Rabbits. I, I hope you're all enjoying the new event. You're all enjoying the new heroes. But let's move over into Summoner's Focus. Eddie, take it away. Well, uh, we have Tiki's Naga Voice. There was a four-way tie, so shortly before we started recording, I threw up a post in the... Uh, Fire Emblem uh, Discord channel and the first thing I got back was a vote, another vote for Tiki's Naga voice Tiki Naga's voice uh, so um, you know this is the awakening version of her not the uh, Marth you know the Shadow Dragon version uh, in some point after her time with Marth in the Shadow Dragon era and after the death of Mila and Duma uh, in Shadows of Valentia or Gaiden, uh, as well as the reuniting of the country into Valentia, uh, the country of Valentia started worshipping Naga. Um, and at some point as well, Tiki moved there and became known as an oracle to Naga, 
known as the Voice of the Divine Dragon. Uh, you know, about a millennia after the Shadow Dragon era, during the Awakening era, um, when the country is now called Valm, V-A-L-M, uh, Krom and company uh, show up there while uh, on Valm while fighting to stop Walhart, and they end up uh, getting directed to meet Tiki at her temporary prison on the top of the military. Uh, which is where she tasks him with reuniting the Fire Emblem uh, because she senses the rise of Grima that hmm. is on its way. Uh, but at that time, she is too weak to join them. Uh, later on, she does ask Krom and company to protect her during a ritual to restore her, restore her strength, uh, after which she does join as a playable unit. You know, you going over this lore... It makes me more excited when these games are kind of in the same universe because you've you've touched on two three games that we've all played you know shadow dragon echoes valencia uh and awakenings and i i dig that connectivity like i really like i know a lot of people you know they scoff at the zelda timeline but i like the fact that they are loosely connected and with fire emblem this whole description not only makes tiki more interesting but the games she take she is in more interesting i mean her 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 time in shadow dragon so far has been kind of you know she just shows up and you you get her there's not much to it but it sounds well, like you she get plays her if you have part. the right unit with you otherwise you kill her true yeah i mean we both we both got her right yeah yeah so it and i just she turned out to be pretty powerful oh yeah well she's uh she's tiki man um i'm actually looking forward to playing awakenings again because i don't really remember her a lot i remember getting her but I don't remember who, knowing who she was, so I was like, I don't know. I want the new people. I don't know who this Tiki person is. Her name sounds funny. Yeah, same, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her. I remember them talking about, you know, she talked, seemed to talk about knowing Marth or something. You know. Yeah, because he called Krom Marmar, right? I can't remember if she did or not. <laughs> well, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh Let's talk a little bit about what she is in Fae, and then we'll come back to our personal uh, thoughts. But um, in Fae, she's Tier 3 on Game Press. She's a, she, I think she was a unit added at the very beginning of the game, right? Yeah, I think she was one of the launch units. Was yeah. there from the beginning. So, you know, she pops up on occasion. I know she's definitely in, my, um, in one of my brigades. Someone uses her pretty regularly. Uh, yep. What kind of special skills does she have? Anything to write home about? I mean, she's um, a dragon, right? Well, one of her big ones uh, for inher inheritance would be Lightning Breath. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a disencounter weapon for dragons. Uh, but Na Noe or Naui also has it. Um, and also drops as a three to four star unit, like Tiki. So, you know, she does have a powerful weapon for dragons if you want to give them Lightning Breath with a built-in disencounter. But you can also get that off of a Noe if you pop that one up to five star as well. Um, her uh, unique weapon that she got added to the game eventually uh, does have distant uh, does lose the distant counter, but is effective against dragons. Mm. Uh, so that's an interesting change there. Um, otherwise, you know, her built-in skills are nothing really to write home about. Um, I don't think everyone even ever really cared about the Defiant or Spur, Spur skill lines. Uh, even before Inheritance, especially since Inheritance. They'd much rather give them something else. 
Uh, bon she does have Bonfire as her special skill, so it's not bad. It's, I believe, the one that ignore uh, treats it as 50% defense less, or maybe it's 50% additional attack. Uh, but it's not a hard one to find. It's on many characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Really, other than the unique uh, specials, most of the specials in there are fairly easy to get. Right. No, I mean, being an early unit in the game, not a whole lot jumps out. I mean, if she was a newer hero, yeah. five stars only summon, we we would be like, oh, the skill, amazing. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about our time in Awakening. Um, I don't really remember her a whole lot, but I know she showed up. I actually remember... Um, appreciating her more in now she was was she a playable character in fire emblem warriors or am i am i stretching that i felt like she showed up in that game um young tiki was hmm okay interesting with marth tiki showed up as a playable character but i believe it was the young version of tiki I think you are right now that you're now that you're telling me that because it's it's coming back uh it's ringing some bells so because she does call Krom Marmar but like Krom's like who the yeah. hell are you <laughs> you know um, that might be where she calls Krom Marmar yeah so um yeah uh, Tiki Fire Emblem Warriors it was yeah the young version and uh definitely young I remember <coughs> her voice being very annoying um mm -hmm. but in Awakening I I feel like if I now that we've we've been playing through Shadow Dragon and we've played Valencia. Now she doesn't show up in Valencia at all, right? Shadows no, of Valencia. She doesn't show up in Shadows of Valencia. I just mentioned that because some point after her time with Marth in Awake in Shadow Dragon in New Mystery of the Emblem, she moves to Vol uh, Valencia, which then becomes Vaughn. Because we find her in Vaughn in Awakening. Hmm. Okay. But she has no interaction during the um during shadow dragon no she's unless she you bump into her in the post game stuff which i don't think you do i don't think so there is a grima reference i think at the very end of the echoes super chamber or whatever but it's not it's not anything like explicit um but no in awakening i already remember her now as for in heroes like i said i've seen her pop up i don't use her personally uh very much i do a I do appreciate her more than I did in the past because when she first launched, I was like, I don't know who this is, you know, and and, the, and it always confused me that there was a young and an old Tiki, but I think, like, as I become more appreciative of the Fire Emblem franchise, like, I was kind of a casual fan before Fire Emblem Heroes came out, and over the years, I've sort of built that up. Now I kind of appreciate the fact and, and understand why there are two versions, and I understand why in the subreddit people post, like, oh, here's what adult Noe would look like, here's what... You know, and they kind of apply that to the other dragon children, and I, and I think that's really mm -hmm. cool too. I like that sort of evolution. Ch that people children are being a, being a very loose, true uh, definition. Ch child dragon, four hundred year old being, yeah, very accurate statement. <laughs> Although they age so appropriately over the course of, I guess, no, Marth's game to Awakening is a thousand years, is it not? Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. So she, it takes some time. <laughs> Uh, what about yeah, you? Just like, a bit of time. Just a bit. A thousand years, not too bad. It's a it's a nice a nice time for a dragon to to grow into her, her scales. Um, what are your thoughts on your personal thoughts on on Tiki? Or um, I've always kind of liked Tiki. Um, I prefer adult Tiki over young Tiki. Mm -hmm. um, she sounds more British regal voice, as an adult. 
She does. Uh, the British voice to her always threw me for a bit. Because, uh, you know, the first few encounterings, you don't actually speak to her. So when you finally hear her speak in um, uh, Heroes and uh, Warriors, it's, oh, she's British, which I never expected. But beyond that, you know, I've, I've always liked her. I got her in, you know, I definitely got her in Awakening and don't recall if I played her that much, if at all. Um, definitely played her or have her. I mean, she being a three and four star unit, she pops up fairly regularly in Heroes. Uh, have at least one five star. Um, oh, what should we call it? Words not work properly. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Five five star level forty version of her. I have okay. at least one of those. So, but haven't done a ton with her in game. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I think that's where we kind of shifted focus for Summoner's Focus to kind of look at our, you know, the lore and kind of what we remember her for, uh, or characters, for that matter, from, from the games. But occasionally there will be a character that comes around that ends up being one of our mains. Not that we'll get around to Alyssa or Lynn in the near future. We've already kind of, you know, done yep. those characters. But you never know. The votes are in the people's hands. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to ask folks to go to our Fire Emblem channel in the gamers in discord to suggest characters from genealogy of the holy war not a whole lot to choose from for our next summoners focus uh but they have had it yeah. added a couple more since we last did a, did a focus uh, right at least four more i think so um it's hard to say i can't remember what was out when we last did our summoner lasted summoners focus i try to keep it as up to date as we can uh but you know it's a massive list of characters with a whole uh, looks like about 10 or 12. Well, people will have a small list to choose from, but hopefully folks have some ideas. We'll uh, we'll do a shout-out in Discord to get to remind everybody uh, if uh, if they so happen to forget. Uh, let's go to our other bi-weekly segment, Game Club. Just a quick update. We are locking in Chapter 23 for next week. We're kind of thinking that we want to have more time to, in, to experience the end of the game and have a chance to talk more about the ending as opposed to trying to sandwich a bunch of chapters in so we are going to do well it's more a case of i more a case of um we're down to four chapters total from where we were last time and i figure just doing one chapter for the final is a little overdoing it so we'll have two chapters for now and two chapters on the next session yeah so looking forward to that we'll be finishing up shadow dragon in april which brings us to the next logical question. What are we going to do next for Game Club? And Eddie and I had a bit of a conversation on air, which prompted some you know, conversation in Discord. But then we, we discussed things further before we recorded. And we are going to lock in Fire Emblem Fates Conquest for the next Game Club. And we're going to explain why, just so people you know, put down your, your, your 3DSs and Game Boy Advances for just a moment. Um, and your pitchforks for that matter we've we were trying to aim to do you know alternate new and older game in the sense that we're going you know 3ds then you know remakes slash ds slash gba and then back and forth uh, until we're ready to do three houses so we chose conquest because it's a the harder game of the fates trilogy it's not relevant we want to play another one before revelations that was that was a point that eddie made very 
clear that like, hey, it doesn't make sense to jump right into Revelation. So um, we want Revelations to be an option on the table. Playing Conquest or Birthright requires it. We've both played Birthright, so it's more likely for us to dive in fully on Conquest, and I think our listenership appreciate the harder versions of the games. So Conquest seemed like the logical choice. Anything I missed, Eddie, on that that nugget, that bullet nope. point? Um, and the way we're thinking, and we you guys can discuss what, how you feel about this in Discord as well, is we're also thinking to alternate between a newer and an older game. Mm-hmm. So like a 3DS and above era in 3DS Sense era game with a, you know, earlier than 3DS era, uh, which is why, you know, we figured we'd go with Fates this time. And then uh, there's been a strong push for Shadow, or not Shadow Dragon, Sh- Sacred Stones. Uh, and But we kind of wanted to do something a bit more recent before we dove back into another, uh, you know, older game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will give you guys a choice when we do, once we finish uh, Conquest and do a poll uh, for what game. And we won't rule out if you guys want to do another more recent game. We won't rule them out at this point unless you agree that you want to alternate new and older. Newer than older. Yeah. Uh, The only game that will be... uh, It does depend on how long it takes us to get through Conquest, but the only game that is likely to be not an option for the next poll is Three Houses, of course. Yeah, and we've already said that Three Houses, we're going to be talking about it probably weekly in the Outrealm Gate as as Eddie and I play, and we'll certainly like set spoiler limits in terms of like, oh, we both hit Chapter 5, let's talk a bit more in detail. Um, it won't that is rep- assuming they do chapters, but... Whatever they end up doing in terms of some solid segments, and you're right, it could be totally open, and we might just have to wait until we finish it to talk about it, but um, we still will will include it for Game Club. But I think... What it comes right down to is we've basically planned the rest of the year. Uh, maybe not the rest of the year. That might be a bit of a stretch. But at least the next six months in terms of Game Club. And uh, we are, I did want to make sure that we, we because we chose Conquest on our own, that we made sure that you guys knew that after Conquest, we would let the listeners um, choose uh, and certainly discuss it in the Discord. And again, the only games we limit are A, the ones we've already done, or games that uh, we don't have access to. So both Eddie and I, uh, the Tellius series, very tough until Nintendo decides to Oh yeah, offer I would love for, for them to re- re-release the Tellius series so we can play them. Yeah, and we, when we, yeah, so Tellius is off off the uh, agenda unless we find some, like maybe we, every two weeks we read a Wikipedia article. I, that would be kind of boring for us, I think. <laughs> I mean, if if we do that, we'll be playing a different game while we do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you guys really want us to discuss Tellius, we'll either find a, you know, essentially, a we are both of the summary. mindset that if we cannot legally get access to the game for a reasonable price, we are not going to actually play it. Uh, so either we'll find a, if you really want us to, we can look into finding a uh, online playthrough where someone's playing through the game. Uh, someone who already has it is playing through it, and as well as, uh, you know, comparing that with the Wikipedia, yeah, yeah or I'm something good. like that. And or if Nintendo will just, you know, re-release it for us, that would be nice too. I think in the grand scheme of things, like in the lifespan of this show of Summoner's Call, I would see the GameCube version of the Fire Emblem game being available via a 
Switch virtual consoles type service because I mean GameCube had been rumored for a long time. It's not happening anytime soon. There are plenty of GameCube titles that will, you know, um, hit that hit that service if it exists before you know Fire Emblem. But Fire Emblem's a big deal, so those games, the GameCube as a as a platform as a whole, is sorely uh, undermined in terms of Nintendo going back to the to the well for mm. remakes. So. Um, yeah, and looking at the 3DS, I mean, I think it could handle a reasonable translation of uh, the Tele series to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't think that Wii and GameCube game differed in, very much. In an much. Echo, Echo style. Um, I mean, I think, I guess, I would prefer it being on the Switch since it was originally a console game. Yeah. Not a, a you know, non-console game, and I would love for them to focus on stuff like genealogy for the consoles yeah. or for the 3ds getting I'm... those games out for us oh but... yeah that's a that's a really good point i've actually been digging playing on the 3ds lately um and i would not be opposed to seeing an echoes uh game coming out next year as a you know a swan song fire emblem game on the 3ds you know because um, yeah. nintendo still has been trickling experiences onto the 3ds nothing like new by any means but um, a lot of remakes yeah. and stuff, so it would it would fit that category. Hey, I'd I'd be happy with a um, I mean yeah, uh, uh, genealogy and something would be hard to work, but I'd be happy with a digital only release of Telius on there with minimal changes. Yeah, I would I'd take really a master. I just want some kind of access to it. Exactly, hundred percent agree. I think everyone's in agreement as a Fire Emblem fan, but. Um, so hopefully, uh, certainly discuss it in the Discord. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have. And uh, we got at least one or two more, about a month of Shadow Dragon left. And then we'll be switching over to Conquest. So look forward to that. Yep. Eddie, take us into Speculation Corner. What do we got on the horizon that needs some speculating? Well, according to the calendar, we do have a Mythic Hero coming this week. Hmm. Um, based on the legendary hero thing that I have calculated or listed up, um, and we should, I don't know where the link would be if Ryan has released the link lately, uh, but I did, oh. we did separate it out so people could see it at some point, but. Yeah, I, I have to make it more, uh, available and kind of post the link again, but yeah, I can, I can find a way to do that. Yeah, uh, so we have the, um, according to that spreadsheet of the legendary heroes and when they're next showing up and all that stuff. Um, we do have no green hero scheduled for March hmm. uh, from previous heroes, so it is highly likely this mythic hero will be green. Um, so it's when you know the speculation was, who do you think might be the new mythic hero? Can can I be boring every other month for speculation corner for the mythic hero and just say Mila until I'm right? What or would that be boring? You can if you would like to. <laughs> Is it would Mila um, fill the green new green unit like a green dragon unit? She kind of looked a little green in, I mean, in the game. A good chunk of them are likely to be dragon units potentially, mm -hmm. so she could fit as green. She is the Earth Mother, which green is not an abnormal color for you know green or brown, and there's no brown color in the game, so green wouldn't be far off. Part I, of me feels like them doing Mila so quickly after Duma seems unlikely. But it's yeah. not unheard of. Well, I think, I think if I am <laughs> going to lock in Mila every other month, 
it, it should be noted that I do not get I should not get any credit for guessing correctly because I am definitely <laughs> taking the lazy way out. Well, yes, I uh, don't I'll... disagree with that. <laughs> and one thing I am planning to try and do is uh, create a list of potential hmm. mythic heroes. That would be cool. Go through and figure out what uh, legendary, you know, what characters are. Uh, like, you know, what is it? Divine Saros is a possible mythic hero. Uh, then there are like the eight um, crusaders or whatever it was for Marth's time, you know, and I think there are a couple others similar like that throughout the games. So, you know, yeah, it's, I haven't been able to build that up yet. I plan to eventually work on it, but who knows when I'll get around to it. I mean, there was one thought that popped in my head that's kind of out of left field and I think very unlikely. Uh, but maybe we could get Papa Asker and his ex-Sanguinator guys. Mm -hmm. Or even as idea. Papa Asker himself, but like as an actual general of Hell, he might qualify as a mythic hero since the daughter of Hell qualifies. True. Um, so, yeah. and he is an axe wielder, so... I, I but... think like I think it can. it's safe to say that when a hero is risen they should be made more powerful than they were in life, right? Like they're like, it's exponential. I would think that when their power in life is comp is sort of expound, you know, expanded when she's resurrected. Potentially. He doesn't have any see-through skin like the rest of the generals have, but you know, I want to see some Papa Asker pelvis. Is that a weird thing to say out loud? <laughs> some might say so. <laughs> some might say so. Can we name this episode Papa Asker Pelvis, or should we hold on to that one until we uh, it, it's revealed? It might work better as a surprise out of nowhere near the end here, but, you know, if you really want to go out and post one of our episodes with that title, nah, that go one, for it. I mean, if the Loki art doesn't get us censored, that would definitely will. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think Papa Asker as a as a resurrected uh, unit in the Hell Army would would qualify and would actually set up a precedent for a lot more mythic heroes as opposed to just like saying Mila every other month, you know? Hmm. Well, I think there's far more than you might think off the top of your head. I mean, yeah. we don't know what the um uh the what people what genealogy is has um i don't have off the top of my head a bunch of the stuff for the um uh elib games yeah. or the tellius games well it'd be really they cool to have various characters that are considered mythic um micaiah's bird is a possibility what that little bird? Uh, yeah, this was a little bit of info I found a couple weeks ago, or a couple episodes ago, uh, looking into Micaiah a bit, mm -hmm. and her bird, Yoon, is actually like a chaos god, or hmm. thought to be a chaos god. Someone was talking about that in, in the, the Discord, world. I think. I think someone was hinting at that. Hmm. And they so. said it was a bit of a, not like a, not a, mag you know, a huge spoiler, yeah. but... I mean, you know, you haven't played, and you don't know. It kind of is a spoiler, but you know, it turns out Micaiah's bird Yoon is actually a chaos god, or thought to be a chaos god. And I think the story reveals it might not be quite as cut and dry as you know the other god who banished her makes it sound. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. So, 
Um, well, if you can put that list together in the next couple of weeks, it'd be really cool. We could chat about that, yep. Um, yep. and that would be really. If nothing good. else, I'll try and get it together by next by the end of April. Well, yeah. not April, end of May when we get our next mythic hero. But try yeah. and do it sooner rather than later. We do have some time, you know? and you could certainly pull the uh, the Discord to get some assistance on that. But um, yep. before we close out this week, let's go to the Outround Gate. Let's kick it open. Let's let's start up the portal. And look ahead to Fire Emblem Three Houses by discussing yes. the next house. What do you got for me, yes, Eddie? The Blue Lions. Hmm. Uh, we know a little less about the Blue Lions. We only know five of the eight characters' names. Or at least we guess at five of the eight characters' names based on the videos. Uh, this being pre-release stuff, anything is, of course, subject to change out of nowhere. You know, For all we know, Dimitri will become... You know, Dennis, by the time it gets released. Highly unlikely, because they've emphasized Dimitri so much, but... Uh, this house is the locations where students from the Holy Kingdom of Fergus, which, if you really think about it, is kind of an interesting name for the kingdom, uh, since the game seems to indicate that the entire continent has the one religion. Yeah, the Church of Cyrus. So, yep, Church of Cyrus. So, if these guys are labeling themselves as the Holy Kingdom... Why are they more holy than the others, per se? Who knows? Uh, something we might find out in the game. Uh, and that the house is led by Dimitri, uh, who we often can see wielding a lance throughout the cutscene. Mm -hmm. uh, we also encounter Annette, and a character that she calls Mercy in, di in dialogue. Um, although uh, it has been calculated that Mercy uh, does appear to be uh, the sword-wielding Mercedes that you saw during the first trailer, during the various scenes that you cut through there. Uh, so that may be a nickname as of two friends or childhood friends. You know, uh, we also have Sylvain Jose Gautier, who introduces himself to Byleth in the trailer, giving him a full three-name uh, personality. Uh, as well. The name Gautier does show up later in the trailer, which we'll discuss at a later time. Uh, we also have a gray-haired character named Ash. I think we encounter him during in the food hall. Uh, he's the last one who we can, you know, speculate the name of, guess the name of. Um, there are three others that we suspect to be from the blue lines that we see, including a couple of guys who we see sparring with Dimitri, one wielding an axe with a with white hair and a crew cut, the other wielding a sword with a bit longer hair and dark, a bit longer, darker hair. Uh, maybe this sequence, you know, will be part of explaining the weapon triangle once you get there. If that does return, there's some question about that. Uh, as well as we also have a blonde woman who's seen in the background uh, in one scene, as well as uh, in the dining hall with Ash. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it, when you look at these cast of characters, um, they look to be, in comparison to the Black Eagles we discussed uh, last week, they appear to be more varied, more... It's hard to tell with just these portraits, but, I mean, we yeah. are we are literally... Gra we're not literally grasping at straws, but we're getting damn close. Um, it's, it is really cool. I, I mean, talking about these characters, I just want to see more character spotlight, and I feel like we are... We are close to the next trailer, focusing more on these characters, mm. you know? Looking at just the portraits, they both seem 
quite varied, actually, so... Yeah, no, I guess you're right. That's good, though. I'm glad yeah. there's a, a, a wide cast of characters. I mean, actually, scrolling down a bit more, like, there's not a lot of duplicates. I feel like they've got a, they've got a good, vast, you know, appearance of characters here. There's not a lot of overlap, which which you can't say about, uh, you know, a lot of Fire Emblem games, right? So... Yeah. It's it's really cool. I don't think I'll be playing uh, at this point. I know we discussed it last week. We've had the most folks on Black Eagles. They seem to be the most I'm interested in. But looking at these characters for the Blue Lions, I could see myself kind of focusing in on these folks as well. Some of the more mysterious characters, they look they look uh, very interesting as well. So um, yeah. it's tough to go much further than that. But we will continue to data mine and discuss three houses as long as content will make it available. Mm. But the next house is the final of the three in terms of the... Golden Deer. The Golden Deer. That's the upside-down archer dude, right? Yes. Perfect. With the magical bow. Cannot wait. Looking forward that to it. Some Somehow continues to work even when it's broken at near the tip. And upside-down. Usually when you turn it upside-down. No, like the, the upside-down part is a little... You know, an upside, a bow, whether upside-down or right-side-up, works pretty much the same. The person wielding it might have more issues when they're upside down, but True. That's you know point. the bow doesn't really work that different. You're always so so. However, logical. when when the tip is not aligned with the rest of the bow, that usually causes more issues. Well, maybe we'll learn more about that next week when we talk about the golden deers. The golden deers coming at you next week on Summoners Call. Eddie, that is going to do it this week. Thank you so much for joining me to discuss the lovely. Um, spring banner that that was that was fun to talk about uh we'll we'll have more sure, to we'll discuss. go with fun yeah we'll, we'll go with fun very i was trying to come up i was going to try to come up with another hopping um uh analogy but then i lost it and then i just i went back to fun so uh my apologies uh, your, your lucky foot couldn't quite come up with another pun huh there it is see see i knew i should have threw it threw it to you uh speaking of which visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay you can email the show, let us know what you think about our game club plans or the Regal Rabbits, Fay at GamersInPodcast.com. Certainly check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord. We will be discussing all the lovely things we chatted about on this episode. Go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord to join. Always new folks popping in. Love to see it. Thank you so much for signing up and checking us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. We should start posting our straw polls there. That probably would be a good idea. We'd remember to. I'd remember to create them at that point. That might kick us in the butt. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and Hoppy Summoning. Mm-hmm.